This is a DC Superpowers Podcast Special Edition. Hey, Super Friends! Welcome to a very special edition of the DC Superpowers Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Ken Rose, and sitting back up in the Watchtower for another week is my good buddy, Vern. Hello, everybody. How you guys doing today? They keep, they keep um, tapping you for monitor, monitor duty, man. No, I don't mind. Being up in the Watchtower is fun, seeing how the uh, Hall of Justice is getting a new cleaning, a new refurnished and everything. Well, they're building we a new one. Work. Yeah. I saw the plans, Ooh. and we'll tell you guys about them here in a minute. Yeah, we will. We get a little bit of details on it. So uh, the special edition, uh, we really... This week, we're tr- we're getting everything ready for this uh, coming weekend's big episode 100 for us, or issue 100, and also getting ready to celebrate the 80th birthday of Superman. So tonight, we're basically, we're just going to give you guys, we couldn't skip a week, because this week's reviews cover Dark Knight's Metal number 6, the, fin- the finale of Dark Knight's Metal, and Doomsday Clock number 4. Coming. What? This has been a long time coming, this Dark Knight's Metal. Exactly. So we couldn't skip this week. But the next two issues you're going to get are both going to be specials. Really. But um, issue 100 is going to be all about Superman. We're going to have special guests with us, friends of ours that have um, that are big Superman fans also. Um, we're also working on a special... Uh, episode, another special show to be coming out hopefully in the next couple weeks once we actually have it recorded and all I have to do is edit it then I'll let you guys know what it is that way I don't jinx us and we end up losing it right but we will have something very special coming from this weekend's uh, recording session but we are also going to have that issue 100 is going to be our normal two hour show almost but hopefully it's going to be just about all about Superman then the week after that Issue 101 is actually not going to be issue 101. We're going to do DC Superpowers Podcast Annual number two, and that's going to be all about the history of action comics because Superman is not the only person who's um, graced the pages of action comics. So (laughs) that is also the week that Action Comics number 1000 comes out. So we're going to do a full review of that and just talk about the history of action comics since it is really the longest running superhero comic that I know of in all of in the whole country. Yeah, uh, no one else has been able to put anything out for that long. This was the first book really to say, hey, superheroes are here to stay forever. Mm-hmm. And then in another six months to a year, we get to do another special like this for Detective Comics number 1000. Yeah, that's going to be a big event. I wonder how much Batman that we're going to be talking about then. Oh, that's going to be Batman everywhere on that show. And we may even bring in a little bit of Batmite. Hey, why not? <laughs> so, uh, but today, like I said, we're not going to have, we have really no news we're going to cover. We're just going to do our reviews and give you guys a pull list for next week's, or for this week's um, books. So you can still know what's coming to the newsstands uh, this week. Uh, so, Vern, do you want to start out? Yeah, let's uh, let's go on to Dark Knight's Metal. Let's talk about the final event that happens in this epic finale. Oh, yeah. Now, this this has been a very strange story. Of bringing in the dark multiverse to the DC universe, but the results of Dark Knight's Metal to Teen Titans has been all over the place. Yeah, but the results of this really expand the DC universe hugely. There's huge expansions coming out of this. So, Um, um, you you guys know a lot of stuff that's going to be coming out of this New Age of Heroes has to do with it. Well, all of the New Age of Heroes books, all six of those are uh, directly out of. Dark Knight's Metal. Dark Knight's Metal. Um, and if you guys have been keeping up, they've had the whole problem in uh, Gotham City on the mountain. 
that's where uh, Sideways uh, found his powers. Exactly, when Challenger's Mountain showed up. Well, we start this book, and uh, basically of uh, Barbados, which is the god of the dark multiverse, is basically recapping what's happened so far. And all of the um, dark Batman have actually caught the, all of the just about all of the world's heroes and um, taken the prisoner. Then we get to Wonder Woman and uh, Hawk Girl, which is what was her name for the Dark Hawk Girl? Do you remember she had um, a different name? Black Hawk. The, she was calling herself Black Hawk. Yeah, Queen Black Hawk, something like that. Or Lady Black Hawk. No, Lady Black Hawk. That was Lady Black Hawk. Okay, well. They're working their way up because Wonder Woman has to find her friends, and she knows they're up the mountain. And the cool thing is they have the nth metal mace, Hawkman's mace. Yes. And Wonder Woman's actually tied her lasso around the end of it. She's swinging it on the end of the lasso and basically taking out everybody because if you look at the what she's taking out, it's all the different versions of the heroes from all of the different dark multiverses. Yeah, I mean, you've got, like we said, mixtures of Wonder Woman, uh, Green Lantern, Batman, Superman, everybody in Justice League, and I think some others too. They are like Dark Side, unless it's a different variation on Superman. I don't know. That's that's definitely Dark Side. So it's a different version. Which weird? What would a dark version of Dark Side be? Dark Side's already yeah, on the say, dark. I was gonna say, but isn't the New Gods untouchable out of the different uh, multi in the multiverse? So how did he even get there? I well, maybe he is. Maybe um, New Genesis and Apocalypse. Maybe there's a set a different version of those for the dark multiverse. Maybe, maybe I don't know. It's something that they may uh, we may see in the future. But actually, said yeah, that is I'm on Comic Vine and they have like basically a little wiki of whoever stars in here. That is um, Dark Side, a variation of Dark Side. So I don't know okay. how they're able to tie that one in there. I have no idea. But we yeah. see that um, Kendra keeps telling Wonder Woman the the army the dark armies are endless and they keep advancing. Wonder Woman tells her straight up, then fine. We have to advance also. Even if we have to go one inch at a time, we don't stop. Um, right. The, she Keep says, pushing forward. Yeah. Um, they have to reach her friends. The Batman who laughs said they'd fallen. Um, they'd, all of her friends had fallen to the Dark Knights, uh, but they've got to be ahead. So they got to keep fighting. Um, and as we go, they're working their way up and... Wonder Woman keeps banging her bracelets, her bracers together, trying to get everybody's attention. Because remember, well, not only is the bracelet, she's bang, but she's banging her bracelet and Hawkman's. Yeah, we'll um, get, not yet. She hasn't done that yet. Ah. But she's been banging just her bracers together because her bracers are um, eighth metal. I believe, I believe, wasn't right, it? Right. Yeah. Yes. They're the eighth metal. The the mace is ninth metal, which is your nth metal. Um, but they've been. She's been. Banging the bracers together, trying to get everybody's attention, because this whole story, all of Dark Knight's Metal, has been about frequency and how the entire world or the entire multiverse runs on frequencies, which is not a new concept. This is something that was established way back with uh, Multiversity and when they first established the fifty-two worlds of the multiverse. Right. So, um, uh, go ahead. Well, as they're taking, I would say Wonder Woman at this moment is taking down all her different um, multiverse counterparts right now. Yeah. And this is where she bangs her. Um, the mace and her uh, bracelets together. And then we see that the other um, Justice League members, not even just the Justice League members, everyone that's been helping them, she says League, and they all hear her. They come together and they start fighting again. Exactly. Kendra came up with the idea that maybe your bracers don't work, but we've been they've been looking for the Nth Metal because that's the only thing that seems to make any difference to the uh, Dark Knights. 
So Kendra tells her, bang the mace against your bracer, but don't just bang it. Hit it like an Amazon. Right. And as soon as she does, it wakes up. Um, who, the main ones that it wakes up right away are uh, Grifter. Uh, Not Grifter. Yeah, that's Grifter back there, isn't it? In the red? The red face? Oh, that's uh, Mr. Rific, Deathstroke. Oh, okay, okay, okay. And Aquaman. Yeah, 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 yeah. For a second, the in the background, it looked like Grifter. But, yeah, um, with the red on. Yeah, he's back in the Wildstorm universe again, I think. Yeah. Um, but then you also hear uh, Mr. Terrific say, Classic man, you need to hear me. It's time. We need you. Get out of that. I know you're afraid, but you'll lose, con- we're, uh, you'll lose control and go back to where you were. Don't be worried about that. Just please turn to some type of form of a dinosaur, a bulldozer, a shark, anything. Then you hear Plastic Man inside of his uh, egg, and you hear him mumbling. He says, okay, hold. How about I become everything, all the above? And this has one of the best pages on the in the whole Dark Knight series. Yeah, it's awesome looking. Plastic Man turns into like 50 feet tall, and he turns some of his body into uh, dinosaurs, sharks. He turns one part of him into like this bulldozer, the other one into like this chainsaw, hammers, octopus tentacles. He's taking out so many different... Um, Dark Knight's counterparts, I guess you would call them, yeah. in the multiverse. Yeah. He's munching them up, biting them. He has a bat with a dinosaur holding one of them. <laughs> this is an awesome page right here. Yeah. yeah. And he's basically clearing a path so everybody else can get through. Now, yeah, he's, um, he's a distraction slash, uh, I would say, basically, what, what would you call this? Your, hit, your hidden weapon. Exactly. Secret weapon. Or secret weapon. It's funny because usually they'll have that being... Um, uh, Superman or something. He comes into play and takes out everybody. But this time, it's Mr. It's um Plastic Man. Well, Plastic Man t- and Wonder Woman's like, okay, they're pl- he's clearing a path, and she tells Aquaman, Lantern, and um, and everybody else that she has the maze and she's heading towards Barbados. And Plastic Man tells her straight up, wait a minute, the mace is not going to be strong enough. Barbados is too strong. But the signal I got from the Oblivion space is loudest by a mile. And from the dark, maybe it's some kind of source. Now, we talked about this last week of a possible source. Yeah, it was in an article we covered, and this is where we figure out where the source is. Well, they find a portal. Kendra and Wonder Woman find a portal, and uh, they realize they have to take the mace down in the portal to um, defeat Barbados into the dark multiverse. And Kendra tells, um, or Wonder Woman talks about how you've already been there. You know what you're coming up against. I think you need to go. But Kendra makes the point that, no, Wonder Woman, you need to go. I've already been tainted by the dark. It's just going to get worse if I go in. So, and she tells Wonder Woman, hey, you are the heart of the heroes. And of um, just like they've made Superman the hope of all the heroes, Wonder Woman is the heart of all, of the basically the DC universe. Yeah. So they, and she says straight up, you are... Use that, your heart, your um, willingness to do anything for the people you love. That will actually keep you grounded and keep you in the right um, frame of mind mind. to keep you from getting corrupted. So Kendra lowers her on the lasso and she tells Kendra straight up, hey, don't let go of this lasso. Yeah, and then then she descends down into the depths of the earth, getting closer, getting closer. She's wondering if she sees the source, but no, this is something a lot bigger. This is Carter Hall. She sees the dragon. Not well, remember, this is the dragon of the Forge of Worlds. But oh, then she the realizes dragon? that dragon is Carter Hall. Oh, that's a, 
I'm not gonna lie, this whole time he still looks like a hawk. I didn't even get the yeah. dragon thing. Well, no, 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 he doesn't look like a dragon, but he's called that's it like his title. That's what Barbados was originally, remember? Right. Learned he that says, a couple I am the dragon ago. of the forge. In my head, I knew what the dragon was before, and I was like, this is just gonna be a hawk. I thought they were gonna call him. But turns out, yes, this dragon is actually Carter Hall. He's the dragon of the forge. And he is basically a protector of everything that the um, Barbados wants him to be. Mm-hmm. But also, he's the one. Well, remember the the dragon is the one that collects the failed worlds that come out of the World Forge, right? And destroys them. Well, um, as Wonder Woman finds him, all of a sudden Kendra sees him and calls to him and says, "Carter, it's me." And it, she actually starts getting through to him. And this and is Bar- what I love about um, one. Well, I would say before that happens. Uh, we get another page, but um, while we're on Hot Girl, I love how whenever something bad happens between them, they can always come together because they are, as we said, no matter where they are in a different lifetime, they will find each other. Exactly. And I thought it was, I thought it was kind of funny how and great how the writers said, hey, she's going to become evil, become Lady Blackhawk, but then come to the side of good. And Carl Hall has been turned into this dragon of the Barbados, and he's hopefully going to come back to the side of good. But before Kendra gets down there to this page, where all the Batman come out, at least the popular Batman. Yeah. Well, we get Barbados first, real quick, saying saying that no, he's the he's the dragon, um, and uh, it's like he was, um, he's the dragon just like I was, and that's all he is. Um, and then he calls for the Dark Knights to con- um, that, or he says that the con- Dark Knights have conquered your world. They have waged war, and they have waged war across the multiverse. And that's when, out of nowhere, the Thule, um, the Thule music ship or what's it called the um the multiverse basically ship that um cyborg and flash and all of that and their crew have been flying around shows up with batman from multiple multiple worlds including the dark knight batman from frank miller's dark knight returns um and the apes from the 53rd earth yeah and this where detective is the ultimate chimp was at Thulu, ultimate yeah the ultimate Thulu. Thulu. Um, and yeah, you get, yeah, like we get the red sun, uh, Batman, we get the dark Knight, the, uh, the, um, dark Knight return Batman, when we get detective chimp and as you said, different pirate detective chimp, you get Mm -hmm. the vampire version of Batman. There's another one here and I don't know which Batman that is that Gotham by gaslight. Maybe I don't know which one, the one all the way to the left. Yeah. I'm not sure which one that is. I've not read all the different Elseworlds. I haven't either. He looks familiar, but I don't know from what era or what world. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the Batman come down, and now we go back down, and you see uh, Kendra talking to Carter Hall, getting through to him, and um, he's saying they've lived thousands of years together, many through uh, many in this human humans world, and have now they're wanting to steal it back. And there's now the Joker dragon trying to kill. <laughs> Uh, Hawk girl now at this point, but Hawkman takes like basically a refreshing dip in water, and once he goes down, you can see him come back up and become something new. And in this process, we see that uh, Wonder Woman, Superman, and Batman now have this new armor. And you hear yeah. Carl Hall saying, yeah. "My name is Carl Hall. I lost, I, and I uh, have lost to history was a story and story of evil and darkness, and but also heroes because before he didn't say anything about the heroes." Yeah, this part that they have uh, in this book for Wonder Woman, Superman, and Batman, this armor they have, it is amazing. Yeah, well, if you notice, it's actually made of what they're calling Element X. Yes, and Element X is basically the 10th metal. 
Yes, and this is this is actually what the World Forge was cre- was made, or what the other worlds are made out of. It was basically now, this is what is forged to become new worlds. And he says now this new book will be recorded and we'll have record of it. Mm-hmm. And this is all from the words of Carter Hall right now. He's making basically a new um, entry in his diary, if you would call it. And then uh, you see now these dragon uh, Joker heads, <laughs> serpents, you would call them. Yeah, something like that. Bat- Batman punches straight in the nose, a dragon, Joker. Then he starts to ride it and uses it like he's a, a man on a horse. <laughs> well, before that, they know they got to climb up to the top of Challenger Mountain because Barbados is using the cosmic tuning force that or Batman had in the cave, remember, to synchronize the worlds and allow the dark mul- or the regular multiverse to fall into the darkness. And so, Barbados is not having any of this. And yeah. they're going to need the help of Cyborg to get all this technology and stuff together because, well, he's Cyborg. Well, the reason the Batman smashes one of the dragons is they know they got to get to the top of Challenger Mountain. So Offerman, or Superman offers Batman to climb on um, Superman's back his so back. he can fly him up. And so Batman just says, no, I got this. And he finds his own ride. <laughs> of course he does because he's Batman. Um, and now Batman basically constructs the 10th or the Element X into batarangs. Yeah, well, he's had him with him the, already, but yeah. And he uh, starts splaining them at the other Justice League members like Aquaman and Green Lantern. Now they have the power to take over or take down the uh, other Bruce Waynes that have became the uh, Drowned and the, what was the Machine Dawnbreaker. Cyborg? Uh, Dawnbreaker. Is that Dawnbreaker? Dawnbreaker was the, um, oh, the Cyborg was the murder machine. Yeah, Murder Machine. That's who uh, Greenland was fighting. You know, he took down Murder Machine and um, the Drown. And now Barbados is pretty upset at this point. <laughs> yeah. Well, they so say another- Batman tells them straight up that um, the 10th Metal, well, we've seen the Element X or the 10th Metal is the only thing that can hurt the uh, beings from the Dark Multiverse. But also, it's metal that can take the shape of whatever is needed and arm whoever the bearer wishes. Which is why he was able to throw um, batarangs to the others and arm them. Um, yes, I thought it was pretty cool that they did that because, I mean, what other way would Batman do this? Mm-hmm. Um, and now we see Dr. Fate coming back and he's bringing the rest of the team members that, such as the Suicide Squad, the Teen Titans. Um, yeah, everybody that Green had been Arrow defeated Star. already and was um, their, their powers were being used to make the, cha- the um, to help Barbados. The mm-hmm. Um, Steel's getting help again. Nightwing's helping the Suicide Squad. Uh, the Face helping Teen Titans. And then as uh, Dick Grayson's up there, him and <laughs> him and um, uh, Damien have a little conversation. Damien tells Nightwing, "Father always finds ways to return." Then Nightwing says, "Yeah, and he's riding a Joker dragon of that <laughs> and glowing, and glowing. Of course he is." Well, after this, we find that um, so it looks like Barbados is losing his power. People are leave- leaving him. And um, out of nowhere, in comes Carter Hall, the um, Hawk God, is this form that they pretty much has. And with uh, a giant hammer comes through and smashes Barbados with it. Yeah, and they're about the same height. Because what did we say Barbados would take up? About the size of a skyscraper or something like that? Godzilla something size? Something like that. Uh, well, that's what Hawkman looks like, too. So these are basically two behemoths going back mm-hmm. at it. Well, then we get to the point where Barbados realizes he's lost. They're bringing the, um, they're figuring out. They're probably going to figure out how to bring the multiverse out of the darkness. So he get he sends a message to the Batman who laughs, and tells him straight up, "Fine, enact the final plan." And then you find the Batman who laughs in a cave. 
Now this is the Batcave. Well, it's his a version of the Batcave, yes. Um, and he's now, sitting here with the Overmonitor. Well, now, do you remember the Overmonitor? Well, I was going to say, uh, well, he was in. This guy was in bandages, and he was tied up in a straight jacket. Uh, basically, looked like Hush in the face in the Batman Who Laughs origin story. Okay. And we were, we've been trying to figure it out for months now, but now we do find out, as Ken says, the um, Overmonitor, the monitor. Now, now the do you monitor know who the was, Overmonitor is? Yeah, he was in the first crisis, if I'm correct, right? Uh, I'm not sure. Give me half a second, was, and I will let you know. Yeah, well, I, I'm on him right now. He was uh, first introduced in at least one of the major characters in the crisis on Infinite Earths. Um, recently, it has been revealed, they said, it's been more to the monitor of what we're seeing in Dark Knight's Metal. Uh, but yeah, he played a big part. He's a god um, in the crisis on infinite earths and he also supposed to have died in infinite earths number four but with everything that's going on with this dark knight's metal uh dr manhattan who knows how he came back um but uh, yes yeah, this this yeah but this revealed that now he we're calling him overmonitor in here batman who laughs in barbados would like to put the mind of anti-monitor inside overmonitor's head therefore basically creating a or destroying everything in the multiverse you're yeah. not going to have any light. You're only going to have dark. So this is going to be perfect for them to rule over. This is why they want to do this. They want to cause destruction to the rest of the multiverse. Yeah. They know only overmonitor and antimonitor form together. Oh, geez, that's going to cause a lot well, of Well, no, problems. what it is is um, it's the idea of matter and antimatter. Right. If you put The theory is if you had matter and antimatter together, as soon as they touch, they create a ginormous explosion that destroys everything mm -hmm. around them. Well, if the right. monitor and antimonitor... Um, it's the po pure positive versus pure negative with mm -hmm. the negative energy of the, um, or the dark energy from the dark multiverse, they would destroy the standard multiverse so that all of that is left is the dark multiverse. Right. And they can rule over it forever. Exactly. Um, now, uh, we see Batman come in talk to the Batman who laughs and says, do you call this a bat cave? And, um, He's going to have his little crows, his little robins come after Batman now. But Batman says he's not having none of this. And they're starting to punch each other, knock blood out of each other's teeth, kick each other in the face. They're going, I mean, he is a variation of Batman. He is mm -hmm. a Bruce Wayne. Um, and then the Batman who laughs can't take any more punches. So he takes the Joker method and shoots Batman in the stomach with the same gun that uh, killed his parents on his world. And he's just talking up a storm, saying how the others always held me back. He's his own person now. He has to give in to a little bit of the crazy. And then Batman's just fired the gun already. And then yeah. uh, Batman laughs yeah. at him. Sure, I'll do that. But before he can shoot, another uh, bullet with a bang well, sticker. A comes bang through. flag comes flying through him. Right, and right through his chest. And he's like, ah. And <laughs> Batman tells him, I wasn't talking to you that whole time. Then you see in the background, it was actually Joker. Now, he first appear back this is one of the few jokers we saw in uh reverse first issue this is the joker that was in the prequel of this whole dark knight's metal book um he says uh batman uh the batman here likes to talk more than what he wants and he's not funny he's just a chatterbox <laughs> yeah well um, first thing he says is the batman who laughs the batman who talks more like it yeah there you go there you go um he says now they're gonna team up batman says i'm going for his legs batman or joker says i call his face so basically, you get the well. well, well did, did you get the um the other part of that? Um, the Batman says I or the Joker says I call his face. Batman says Joker, and Joker's like, "What? Too soon? <laughs> Think about it." I call his face. Let me go through this again. Wait, wait, wait! Right before Dark Knight's Metal, 
or right before Rebirth, what happened to the Joker oh the, the year or two before? Yeah, he cut his face off in uh, Arkham or whatever in the re- in the uh, New Fifty Two. So then he th- so when um, Batman says I'm going for his legs, Joker says I call the face. Batman reminds him, Joker. He says, "What? Too soon." <laughs> Now I get it. I get it now. <laughs> I didn't and then I Batman didn't tells him straight up, to be clear, we never speak of we this. Never teamed up. Yeah, we never speak of this. They don't tell no one we teamed up. Imagine Gotham and all the other heroes and villains in the DC Universe knowing that Batman and Joker teamed up. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I thought it was pretty cool that the Batman who laughs is a basically a amalgamation of um, Batman and Joker on his world. But now he's yeah. going to have to fight Batman and Joker. Well, and you he's see- actually being... Do you see the weapons that the Joker's throwing? Yeah, he has these knives in the shape of a batarang. Yeah, they're batarang meat cleavers. And it, and now we gotta remember here too. I think we all do. The reason why the Batman who laughs is losing at this point, even though he's a combo of both Joker and Batman, he let himself go to the dark side with the Joker's toxin, but he still thinks like Bruce Wayne would think, just deranged. But no one thinks like Joker thinks. Yeah. So this is why yeah. Batman wanted Joker to help him and get the upper hand because even though Batman's Batman, he's not as crazy. So get some more crazy with the original Joker. Well, that and it's like he could he could prepare for anything that Batman could think about. Anything right. that Batman could could think of. This Batman because who laughs has already thought playing. of it. The problem right. is he can't think of. He could never conceive of the idea of Batman and the Joker teaming up. Yeah, so he wasn't was able to prepare for there. it. Yeah. Once again, our Batman, our main Earth Batman, is turn, throwing a curveball. And uh, fingers start getting cut off. Batman's still getting cut up. I mean, it's Batman, Joker, and a Batman who laughs. So they're going to have their own uh, little gory session down there. <laughs> uh, now we come back on the surface, and the rest of Justice League and rest of the DC heroes are still taking down Barbados and his team. Looks like Carter Hall has failed. He's still coming for He says he's still coming for him, but he's right now on the ground and Barbados has that big old hammer in his hand now. Mm-hmm. But as he's about to drive it into Carter Hall, um, where is it? Kendra has now. What weapon is that that she's that they give her? Is that the cosmic tuning fork? No. No, I think it's just a, a tenth metal weapon. An nth metal, okay. Shiny. An nth metal blade, um, like hand blade. Yeah, actually, no. It's the same blade that was on Wonder Woman's gauntlet. If you go back a couple. She has that blade on her right arm and then the shield on her left. Okay. She, well, she uh, took it off. Yeah. But as Barbados you. reaches up to smash Carter, Kendra flies through his chest with this nth metal blade, or the 10th X metal blade, basically. The element X yes. blade. And saves Carter. She had to. I, like I said, I love their um, relationship they're having right now. Well, she and, totally killed Barbados at that point. He's dead. Yeah. Well, he's not dead. He's not well, dead. Well, defeated. He's defeated, not dead. Um, and then as the Batman who laughs Batcave is crumbling, you see Joker holding him, assuming they're both laughing, laughing, and it's crumbling. But of course, if it's Joker and we know he never stays down, so I don't know what's going to happen to that Batman who laughs. And as this uh, all is rumbling and crumbling, Batman is now taking Overmonter out to safety. Mm-hmm. And the rest uh, of them are standing over the fallen Barbados. And Kendra's telling him straight up, that was satisfying, but it's not going to last for long. Um so, but then Batman shows up with the overmonitor, and they're talking about um, the armor. It's it's made of the metal that forges everything. It's in every bit of matter, every living person, in trace amounts. Um, now it's dangerous and powerful. Never before has so much of it been on Earth. 
But if you have if you have freed enough humans from the dark or from the dark god's hold and you conduct through them through everyone, you might not need the antenna because they were planning on using the antenna to raise the world back into the light. But he said, you may not need to because everybody has the nth metal in them. If you do this right, you should be able to resonate through all of every person in the entire universe, really. Right. So they all come together so with a battle cry. Huh? I will say his whole hands to come together. <laughs> yeah, they come together and they start sending out the message. And um, and it, you, they show there's a lot of exposition through here. But basically, they're um, through all, all of everybody, they're raising the worlds out of the dark multiverse and back into the light. They bring it so they're so far back out. I'm gonna skip to the last page of this part. And it's um, so they're using the metal of the Forge of Worlds. The heroes reached out with such power that everyone heard their call and together they cast the dark God out raising the earth to its rightful place. But then they went further with all the, all of the, um, with all of us at their backs to their, to the very limit of the multiverse to the source wall where everything ends. This is the beginning and end of the multiverse is the source wall. And before they even knew it, they broke through the source wall to the other side and, um, to where even greater mysteries lay waiting they did, they did it connected to you and to me for element X. The very substance of the Forge of Worlds is in all of us. Because in the end, we're all a little metal. And that's the end of the, the metal story on this. Yeah. And you see a hand coming out too. Reaching out through the source wall, which is interesting to see what happens. But then yeah, we get an epilogue. What that is. And who that was doing that. Yeah. Well, we're going to find out at some point here because they always um, do this. They'll give you a tease, and then a year or two later, they'll t- tell you what it is. Right, just like we're getting with the Doomsday Clock right now. Mm-hmm. So it's it's interesting. This almost feels, the end of this almost feels like um, Rebirth again, where Rebirth, two years later, we're getting um, Doomsday Clock to, to pay off the end of Rebirth, or the beginning of Rebirth. Well, it looks like as we're getting Doomsday Clock, we're getting metal, which is going to start up. And in two years, we get the payoff of what this, who that is, possibly. You understand what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. And I'm just wondering if it's going to be a new character or are we going to be someone from a past uh, comic and we just forgot about him. I don't know. But in the epilogue, we get Alfred open the door saying, I hope I have all your sizes right. And you see that he's basically tailored or bought suits and dresses for the entire Justice League or all the heroes that were involved in this. Right. And, it's um, funny because Deathstroke was involved in this, and I'm just like, hmm. He's not there. Hmm. He's not there. Well, no, he's not in this scene. Now, this is basically going to be just the Justice League in this in this part. Now, um, Bruce is having a dinner. It's basically so oh. everybody can take a breath. But and I was just say, by the way, when we discussed earlier, this is all the Justice League. This is Bruce yeah, this Wayne, is- of course, in the house. Uh, Clark Kent, Victor Stone, Martian Manhunter, uh, Flash, Aquaman, Wonder Woman, Kendra Saunders, Hot Girl, and um, Hal Jordan. And as we go on, well, we'll see that Hawkman should be there, but he's recovering somewhere. Yeah. Well, yeah. we get we get the explanation that the world has been reset. Challenger Mountain is back in the Rockies where it's always supposed to have been. The Dark God is trapped in chains that the over-monitor himself forged, and it, he's put back to the bottom of the Dark Multiverse so that it still exists. Oh, uh, by the way, I, I would have think just probably gotten rid of him completely. I wouldn't have just locked him 
Yeah. Well, it may be a being that cannot be destroyed. So, um, but the allies from across the multiverse are rebuilding the House of Heroes and preparing for the new worlds that may rise to meet it. Because the House of Heroes meets the new worlds as they're created, if I remember right. Mm-hmm. Um, but Bruce is talking, and they're talking about, well, wait a minute. You're saying all this is happening. Does that mean, is that what's coming on the horizon? Bad things are going, are going down? Um, and then uh, Bruce looks at Ken and says, Kendra, it's your turn. And she says, well, you saved the best part, the fun part for last, huh? Okay, so she explains where, what's up, what else is going on. Right now, back on Hawk, or on Blackhawk Island, Carter is resting for the first time in years. Um, the exposure took its toll, but he's going to make it. Hawkman will fly again. Then you get, um, looking through the window, you get the Metal Men with Red Tornado. They're talking about how um, before Hawkman fell unconscious, he started writing in his journal again. Um and the first entries recorded their battle with Barbados, but he had seen things in the forge, and they were fleeting images, but he had to write them down before he would lose them when he went to sleep. Now, the rupture of the barrier between the realms of the multiverse unleashed new energies and revealed new beings and new battles, which is where we get a lot of the New Age of DC heroes from. Yeah, and you get the moral man looking at this. It's been mm-hmm. people like Sideways, um, uh, Damage, uh, silencer, and everything else is coming out of this new age of heroes. Exactly, we get um, the curse of brimstone is coming out of this. There's a, I think there's one other one that we've not seen yet that's still coming too. But then we get um, someone who's in the dreaming, looking for dream, and there's a book missing from the bookshelf, which doesn't happen on the library. Then you move on that even um, some of the images he got were images of the future, and you see the um, the picture of the controller standing around a um, one of the dark stars. And some of the words he wrote down, since he didn't have full things, he wrote down words like Lantern, Dark Stars. He wrote Wonder mm. Woman, Dark Pantheon, Aquaman, Atlantis, Risen. And then um, they, they, we don't know if there's going to be well, consequences they, of the Dark Desires. Uh, huh? I was going to say, he also saw, saw flat, the two flashes, the original Wally West and Barry Allen, and he said the words war. Just everything exactly. that's coming in. And then he says... Um, both they lay long dormant forces in the uh, universe straight away. What happens when they come for us? And if they decide there's been no justice, what for our actions? And you remember the next storyline for the Justice League is Justice League, no justice. Right. Um, so he's basically name dropping all the different titles we're going to be getting mm-hmm. throughout this new year. Well, from there, Batman or Bruce tells them um, it brings him to the larger point that. Um, He's, he was actually, this is the interesting part, he was speaking to the gods of New Genesis and confirmed that what they saw, that the source wall, um, that the boundary of the known universe is just broke wide open. So there's way more than 52 worlds now. Um, and Barry talks about he's seen, or he's felt something strange in the Speed Force. Wonder Woman says in Magic also. And Aquaman wants to know, well, does that mean... Um, that their universe, the whole thing, is a tiny fishbowl that, or he feels like it's a tiny fishbowl that's been turned, dumped into the ocean. Mm. Yeah, that's basically what happened. Well, Bruce tells him straight up that, you know what, for tonight, um, we're going to make changes to make it so that we can um, handle this. We have to strengthen ourselves, and part of doing strengthening ourselves is Martian Manhunter, Hawkgirl, um, are also are being added to the Justice League, um, and then uh, everybody's like, wait, wait, wait. That that means we've just beat, the, done the biggest battle of our lives just to get into a bigger battle. Yeah. And Bruce is saying, I don't know, is what I'm saying. 
which is, according to Barry, the scariest thing he's ever heard, that Bruce has no idea what's coming. Now, but he does say that, you know what? These threats are for tomorrow. Today, we're going to take a breath and celebrate what we just did. And they give a toast. He says, now coming to the next room, we have some entertainment. And then he's throwing a party. Yep, and the ones who are hosting the music, if you remember right, the kids wanted to uh, want the kids want to have basically a little concert for all their friends to come together and listen to them. This is a uh, super suds. Oh, is and that Damien? Okay. Because remember in the first Dark Knight's uh, metal or second one, they were playing a concert before all this stuff went down. Yeah. In the backyard uh, of the Kent Farm. Do you recognize that drummer? Oh, that's Alfred. Yeah. Um. So you have this, the the uh, super suns and their lead drummer is Alfred. And in this room, you have uh, a lot of the characters from the DC universe, such as the Justice League, of course, walk in the room. But you also it, have Roy Harper, Tempest, uh, Wally West, Black Canary, Green Arrow, Zatanna, Barbara Gordon, uh, Dick Grayson, Swamp Thing, Detective Chimp, Mr. Terrific, Dr. Uh, Fate. Um, some other characters, I want to probably say Batwoman and some other characters I can't really make out without their costume on. But yeah. there's the... Uh, the, the um, Wayne Manor is filled with nothing but the DC heroes and allies. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and as I'll say, as everyone else is gathering, talking, chatting, dancing, living it up, the Trinity's work is never done. Mm-hmm. Um, Bruce uh, gets Clark and Diana together, holds them tight, and says, "There's some uh, facts he wants to show them." And they start to go out into another room. Says only God knows what they're up to face with this other multiverse that's going to be much bigger than them. Where they're going, they have to rethink everything and change their entire way they operate. Yeah. And Bruce says that's okay because he has a plan. And in his uh, uh, what room would you call this in Wayne Manor? Uh, it would be probably a study. Okay, the Wayne, the Bruce's study. There's uh, blueprints for the Hall of Justice. Exactly. So um, the new, then, the new um, base of operations is sitting on his desk, ready to go. They're getting ready to build it. And this is the end of the Dark Knight's Metal. But in the next adventure we will be getting is in Justice League No Justice, which hits stores in May. Exactly. So that took a lot longer to go through than I thought it would. <laughs> That's why I said we're probably going to spend some time on these books. Uh-huh. But um, th- so the Dark Knight's Metal, basically, like I said, it feels like it's setting up kind of like the way Rebirth set up. It's setting the course for what DC is going to do in the next year or two, where Doomsday yeah. Clock is wrapping up where we were at at ne- Rebirth. Right, and that's the funny thing because we haven't Dark Knight's Mel been sprinkled in and out through the year, uh, I guess two years now, really coming to, um, and so has Doomsday Clock. But Doomsday Clock right now seems like it's not really as connected as we think yet because this is a slow burn. Dark Knight Metal was giving you everything seemed like at once just to continue the story. Yeah. Well, um, Doomsday Clock is going to last over the next year, but. All the events that are happening in Doomsday Clock are stuff that's going to happen or that will be happening to the main universe at the end of this year. So it's basically issues 1 through 12 happen within maybe a month's time frame, but that's still the end of this year for everybody else. So we've not caught up to this yet is what it is. So let's see if we can get through this one pretty quick because we still got to get our reviews and we're we're kind of running out of time here, man. All right, let's, let's go for it. So we start off with a stack of pancakes. Yes, but these pancakes aren't really there. This is just uh, Rorschach's uh, imagination right now. Yeah. He's uh, not the most sane character in the DC universe. The original was not also, either. Yeah, neither one of them. So, But we do find that he is still in Arkham Asylum where Batman had locked him away. 
And um, most of this book is told through flashbacks of both what's happening to him now and what happened to him in the past so we can get his backstory also. And this kind of reminds me of what happened in Rorschach in the first Watchmen um, series when he was in jail. I don't think any M.A. wanted to mess with him. Well, this is what basically happens to this zebra guy. His name is Zebra Man. Yeah. Um, and as he starts looking at Zebra Man, some of his uh, mental issues start coming back out. He and we see him now. Right. I mean, we see him as a kid when he was with his parents. Uh, when the atom bomb first went off and just takes them back to when they had to start moving out because the world was scared of everything. People start changing their beliefs and looking at the world differently. Yeah. Now his parents are leaving out with a suitcase as they're packing up in a hallway. Now we can back up in the uh, Arkham Asylum hallways and we can see that Rorschach has now bit off a piece of Zebra Man's face, spinning out the zebra skin. And he sees Mr. Freeze looking at him at the new inmate. Then we go back a couple years uh, into Rorschach's past when he was in college with his roommates. And they're talking about the his and then they see his father on TV talking about how he's willing to uh, help Rorschach come back and make him another citizen in the world. But not just Rorschach, all of the crazies that come out of the psych reactor ward. And that put Rorschach in a different uh, mind state because I think he knows he has these mental issues. But his father's always uh, off somewhere else helping these other people instead of being at home helping his son. Yeah. Yeah. Now we see a, a, a mosquito flying into light. And uh, you know what happens when that uh, mosquito gets stung. And Rorschach is right across the hallways of one Waylon Jones, a.k.a. Killer Croc. So then we get back to, now, like I said, this whole thing, they don't tell you back and forth what um, what's going on. They just kind of let it tell the story. So we jump back again, back to college. And um, Rorschach's talking to his mom about his dad saying that... Um, Oh. That there's kids protesting here and all these things um, to the bombs and such, but um, there. Or wait a minute. Well, I'm just gonna uh, also say sorry, guys. Um, this was confirmed. It was weird because a lot of people were saying, "Oh, if this is the New York Shack, I'm pretty sure he's Doctor Malcolm uh, Long's uh, son." But it turns out that's that's true. He is the son of uh, Malcolm, and I think her name was Gina or uh, Gloria Long. They were from the original Watchmen. Uh, Malcolm uh, Long was the psychiatrist of that of Rorschach when he got in jail. Okay, the original Rorschach. So, so, but uh, go ahead. Uh, as we go back in time, we see uh, his parents not having the best time with everything going on with the bomb. Uh, Doctor Manhattan's constructing, and he goes to class for his uh, psych one hundred and one. Turns out it's canceled. His dad's not teaching today. Yeah. So he gets in his car, and he's behind a taxi. Now, everything that happened in uh, the Watchmen, um, everything that led up to his Ozymandias' idea to make the world become, uh, destroy the world so everyone will basically be cured of everything bad that's happening. Destroy some of the world, it'll, they'll come together. It didn't work out so well. Um, so we see that um, he's caught in the explosion in the city. Mm -hmm. um, and then all of a sudden he wakes up in a chair at Arkham, strapped to the chair. Yes. As his new psychiatrist walks in, to talk to him. And the thing is, when he he was in the explosion and he saw that, well, he didn't. He wasn't in the explosion. He saw the explosion. But from what I can tell, he was very close to home, but his parents didn't make it. Yeah. Well, and this is where we end back up in Arkham, and he's still tied to the chair. His new psychiatrist comes in, and he says uh, he assumed that he is the John Doe. Uh, and he says, is there any uh, Mrs. Or Jane Doe in here? So I don't know your real name. Says we fingerprinted you, ran through all the DNA, but there's no records, and of course it's because he's not from the same world. Um, 
And he says, maybe you can tell me a little bit more about Batman. Have you met him? And this guy now is beginning to have a third eye come off his uh, face. And this is the same eye that uh, this monster created uh, in Manhattan when all this was going on in the Watchmen series where he saw his parents die, where this that bomb exploded. It wasn't really so much a bomb as it was a flash of light. And it turns out it was this alien creature that came to destroy the city. Now he goes back into when he was in his car in front of the taxi. People and bodies are just laying around. And there's pulling him out as he's screaming hysterically in terror as a paramedics must open up his car and get him out, basically like the draws of life and the axe. Now yeah, we see him back. I would say he's now back in Arkham being restrained, and all he can remember is being restrained in both worlds. And he eventually breaks out of his cell and races to the rooftop. And when he's up there, he sees another man standing on the rooftop. Now, this is back in his uh, world before. This is not in Arkham. This you is sure? uh, in the watch. Yes. Okay. There's no Mothman in Arkham, and Arkham at the end, then there's no fire. Like I said, it's very confusing. This is how I said I had to read over again. So right now his brain is not in Arkham. It's in his first one when they pulled him out because ever since he saw his parents uh, in that catastrophe, he went crazy. He's always been crazy, it seems like, but it really pushed him to yeah. the edge. So he uh, breaks out of his cell, attacks the guards, uh, runs up to the steps, and I think he's ready to basically jump. But as he's up there, he sees another man ready to jump. And this man says, nice night to go out for a flight. And he says, oh, are you out here to jump too he says well i'm not going to just jump i'm going to fly and he thinks this guy's crazy and it's funny that rorschach thinks somebody's crazy um this man is uh what's this man's name right here um he's mothman but his real name what they call him in the book his name is uh byron lewis and byron tells him uh they said they couldn't they said it wouldn't work but no matter what you visualize a picture it's right up there what I see is what I see, and what I see is what I see. Now, the yeah. reason why I told him this, we see this a lot now and makes a little bit more sense. I don't know if you picked up on this, Ken. When um, Rorschach was in Arkham and he was eating that gunk of food that they served the inmates, he was in picturing pan pancakes because uh, right, uh, Baron told him what's there is there. What you see is what you see. Mm -hmm. Doesn't really work well for a crazy person, I say. That's not uh, what you want to tell him because that's breaking yeah. reality. But well, he says this is walking on water. And once Mothman jumped off the cliff, he actually flew pretty well into the night sky. And then this is where he's so amazed. He lets the guards take him back. And now Rorschach's been beat, as you can see. He's got a lump on his head. Now he's going for, of course, the Rorschach test. And he's tell asking them what does he see as the original Rorschach he saw dead bodies. Uh, but all he can remember is Mothman telling him, what I see is what I see. So to even like the first one. Well, uh, yeah, he sees what he wants to see. Right. So if he's seeing something crazy like a dead body or whatever, he closes his eyes, blinks a little bit, and then it's like, oh, it's a moth. Um, later on, we see uh, Mothman is captured, looks like, by Sunny Side Up uh, Diner. And they take him back into uh, the penitentiary. But he says he's won a little night out on the town. Nothing wrong with that. Then after they have a couple words, basically Mothman becomes his mentor into the new world, or at least right now. But we see Ozymandias on the radio or on the TV screen, not knowing what he's done yet, just pretending, oh, yeah, Dr. Manhattan had that here and the alien threat came through because of Dr. Manhattan. Not saying he was the reason why everything went bad. Now we are back in Arkham. Rorschach's being once again taking down uh, the hallway. He sees Mr. Freeze. Then he also sees the resident Jane Doe, which is Saturn Girl. Is that Jane Saturn Girl? Yep. You sure? Jane Doe, see? Jane Doe. Yeah, but are you sure that's Saturn Girl? It was a Saturn Girl or was it uh 
Phantom. It's Saturn Girl, yeah, in Arkham, right? Yeah, I know she's supposed to be in Arkham. I just didn't. I don't recognize her here because they don't have. You can't see her hair or anything. But it's Jane Doe. She's the only yeah. Jane Doe right now in Gotham right now. Well, anybody who they don't know their name is a John Doe or Jane Doe. Right, but why do they have Jane Doe in this storyline right now? Yeah. And that's been, you know, what I mean. Um, and now he's looking both back, and they're saying, "Reggie, it's me again. It's me again." He's not listening right now. Yeah. All you were heard was just the Reggie. So now his brain is going back to when the first person called him Reggie in a penitentiary, and that was, uh, that was a uh, Mothman, and Mothman became his um, mentor while he was in jail, helping him through the days, letting him know, hey, uh, everything's gonna be fine. Then he says. Where is that at? He has a, a Christmas present for him one day, one night after being beat up by the rest of the inmates. He left him a book, and this book was Michael Korvac's. Uh, was it was it Michael Korvac or whatever? Cor- the original Rorschach. It's Kovac. I know that. I don't remember who what his first name was. Um, well, he got left the original Korvac's journal, which was Rorschach's, which he left in that uh, uh, comic shop, I think, or bookstore. Turns I don't out, remember. I got to read uh, through Watchmen. I think it was a bookstore comic stand. Uh, I think it was a bookstore he left in. And Mothman found it, and he left it with him. And he finds out more about Rorschach and what really what the bigger scheme was. And he knows what he has to do. He has to go and find Ozymandias and figure out, and well, not really figure out, basically take out revenge for everything that happened. Because all he can remember is what happened to his parents. And he knows the only way to do that is by him becoming the new Rorschach. And now everything's making sense. All the bomb threats, all the nuclear war, everything Ozymandias lied about. Dr. Manhattan. It was all just one big propaganda of what really was going on behind the scenes. So Rorschach and um, uh, was Mothman has this idea to break out of jail. Well, Rorschach starts a fire in the laundry, and they're all running out. The inmates are free now. But Mothman turns back, and he looks at the fire, and Rorschach tells him, what are you doing, man? Come on. We got a guy here. It's a burning building. He says, Baron? Or Byron? Byron? Are you okay? He says, I see it. I see the fire, don't you? And he starts to walk to a fire as moths do. And yeah, fire, they yeah, fire. Like a moth to a flame. Yes. And by the way, guys, this original moth man, he might be crazy now, but he was also the original original member of the 1930s and uh, uh, 1950s Minutemen. He was the first Watchman, I guess you would say. If you guys remember, there was the Minutemen, then years later became the Watchman. Um, so Mothman is so out of his mind right now. He thinks he li- literally is a moth. He goes into the fire and burns alive. But Reggie continues without him. He goes into the forest, and all that's left that Mothman left him was a bottle of water, an apple, and it looks like a ticket to um, the uh, was that the North Pole where all this happened. And yeah, the, there's a package uh, in there that says Reggie. It's got like a map, a ticket to, for a boat, and a couple of in the uh, hood. Yeah, a Rorschach mask. And he's uh, traveling to the. Um, I, like I said, I don't remember if it was in the Antarctic, North Pole. It was somewhere that <laughs> was really cold, if you guys remember. Um, he puts on the mask. He's walking in the snow. And it's funny because he falls right down. I, this looks like where the same um, Rorschach died before. Because if you see in tell, there's still like this body image around him. It's basically like his rebirth of becoming the new Rorschach. He finally gets to Ozymandias' hideout. He sees Ozymandias. He pulls out a syringe, or I'm sorry, a knife. Yes, yeah, he wants to kill him. Yes, yeah, a scalpel, and he wants to kill Ozymandias. But Ozymandias tells him, are you here to kill me? Please make it quick, because it's going to be better than anything I'm going to uh, get. And he looks at his x-ray, and he has cancer of the brain. 
And Rorschach's like, fine, I'll take you out. I'll put you out of your misery. misery. But when Rorschach, or when uh, Ozymandias opens up his eyes as Rorschach has the uh, knife and blade right to his throat, he sees blood even starting to pour out. He says, I'm sorry. I saw the light too late. And then uh, Rorschach says, the light. He looks in his eyes and he can tell this is a man that is full of regret. He knows he made a mistake. But if a man knows, mistake, knows he made a mistake, they usually want to make it right. They want to correct their mistake. So this is when now he starts hearing Reggie again. And this is in the world of right now, present day of Gotham City. It's Jane Doe. And she says... Yeah, this is that Jane Doe. So it's not Saturn Girl. That's... that's, that's um, no, that was... What was it? Mime and Marionette? Oh, well, how's she in his brain? No, she's not. That's she's Saturn. actually in Arkham. Yeah, but that's Saturn Girl, Ken. I've, I've been looking this up. That's Saturn Girl. Um, and Jane Doe, Saturn Girl, comes uh, to his... Uh, You're sure that's Saturn Girl? Stuff. Yeah, that like I'll show you after we get done that uh, yeah. the proof, but that's her. And she says, I'm Jane Doe. I've been in your mind for a few days. And well, that's a busy place. But we need to get out of here before it gets too late and won't be much... Uh, I won't be around for much longer. So she opens up the door. And uh, now he's beginning to remember what uh, Mothman did from a friend, someone that was able to help him get out of jail. Now his brain is going back to when Ozymandias also helped him come out. And now they're going back into the world of the uh, Watchmen, where the Doomsday Clock started in their world. And now we move to back to Gotham and see uh, people breaking out of Arkham on the TV. Their sirens going off. Now we're in the Batcave. And there's a mass of the psychiatrist for, for Arkham uh, Penitentiary. Turns out it was Bruce Wayne in one of his get-ups, because he is a master of disguise. He's a detective. Yeah. Yeah. And he says, certainly did, uh, uh, Alfred's axe, did uh, going there to inspect Mr. Jane Doe help? Batman says, yes, certainly it did. Uh, and uh, Alfred says, uh, Master Wayne, as I stated, it would have uh, left someone like him alone in Arkham. He knows too much. And he uh, and we don't know enough. And then this is where we go back into Arkham and we see that the um, room of Warshack is open and there's a picture flying around in there. I can't make out who that is. And there's once again is a is a mosquito flying to light. Now, this light that uh, the mosquito left when he burned himself up after the zap is the same symbol that's left on Dr. Manhattan's forehead. Yeah. yeah. And this is where it goes off. And we see these. um backstory and the backstory really was what happening from issue number one the man that we kept seeing in the pictures turns out it was uh uh byron and it was all his notes he left to um uh rorschach and that was the picture that he left him in 1992 so that's the end of uh doomsday clock issue number four yeah well this one keeps getting a little confusing here and there too yeah and bouncing around was a little weird oh my goodness that was weird but i'm glad we're getting uh a tie-in between what went on with Rorschach and his world. We get to know him a little bit more and find out whose son he actually is and the connection. Uh, a little bit more in Saturn Girl, because I didn't know we were ever going to get that again. From Rebirth, it was taken forever. Yeah. And now Batman and uh, Alpha is trying to figure out how much does Rorschach know and what does he know. Yeah. Well, we will find out here in another month. We're almost halfway yep. through Doomsday Clock. Yep. So, All But right. that leaves one thing we have left to do. Yeah, we got to make a little trip.
And that sound effect means, just like every week, it's time for our weekly trip to the comic shop. This week's quick or trip to the comic shop is for April 11th. 2018, and uh, this week, as every week, the comic shop is brought to you by the Shazbots. That was their song, Comic Book Shop. Check them out on iTunes and Facebook, or check out the www.shazbots.com. Let them know that the DC Superpowers podcast sent you. Uh, we actually have 14 books this week. And uh, one of these uh, characters or teams we just got done discussing. Yes, this is a brand new book. Um, the first one we got this week is actually the Immortal Men Part One or Number One. It is the End uh, of this, Forever Part One. You, do you want me to get, get the cover this, or you want? Uh, you want to start with this one? Or you want me to? I'll start with it. Okay. Uh, the End of Forever Part One. There's a secret history in DC Universe of heroes who protected humanity from the shadows since the dawn of time, and who can live forever into their Immortal Men. The team headed by the Immortal Man has waged a secret war against the House of Con- uh, Conquest, Con- Conquest uh, for century, uh, for countless years. There we go. <laughs> uh, but uh, Conquest has uh, uh, dealt with devastating blow when their base of operations, known as the uh, Campus, yes, a savagery attack of the mortal men must seek out their last hope and uh, emerging uh, metahumans known as the Caden Park. Caden uh, emerging powers may be able to ensure the mortal men's survival, but will it uh, conquest get to them first? Now, this is uh, giving you, once again, the 15-page uh, um, look right now. On Read Now, if you guys go into DC Comic Book's website right now, you can see this before it comes out tomorrow. So uh, check it out if you guys want to, if we get it out in time, I guess. And uh, if not... We'll be recover. We'll be covering this as we do everything right now from the new gut or uh, new age of heroes. Okay. okay. And who'd made this one? Uh, this was written by or written by James Tinian the fourth and Scott Williams and Jim Lee are the artists on this. Okay. Well, this is it looks like it's going to be interesting. It'll be cool oh, to see what they do with it. What? I couldn't help but go down and look to see because I just do this whenever the books are out. I'm like, what's coming in issue number two and issue number three. Uh. Scroll down that page and look who see on issue number three. Look who's yeah. coming back. Looks like the Batman who laughs is still alive. Yep. Not surprised there. So, next up, though, we get Batgirl and the Birds of Prey, number 21. Full Circle, part three. The calculator has broken Blackbird and Finis out of Arkham Asylum, putting targets on Batgirls and Huntresses back. Uh, and while our heroes are out of the picture, Calculator holds Gotham City hostage in exchange for Oracle's identity. The team will have to risk getting setting a trap for Calculator, a dangerous move that could expose Barbara Gordon's deepest secrets. Art is done by Rose Antonio and is written by Sean and Julie Benson. And uh, next here we have uh, Detective Comics issue number 978, Batman Internal Part 3. Congratulations, Batwoman. You have an entire army at your command. So, where are you, gonna, where are you going to use it? Or how are you going to use it? Um, and on this cover also, it has uh, Batwoman. Uh, oh, I wonder if this is how he's going to come into the um, other uh, Just League books, maybe. Um, Asriel and uh, Batwing, because they were cool. still on her side. So right now, I don't know if those are going to be her uh, generals or command leaders. I don't know. Well, it looks like, yeah, well, more than likely, it looks like they're going to join Colony with her, because she's already said she's going to join Colony. Right. Um, well, this is art done by Javier Fernandez and written by James Tinian the Fourth again. 
Okay. Well, next up, we get the Justice League of America, number 28. The Dawn of Time, part two. Kronos starts traveling through time with the Justice League in hot pursuit. At the same time, he's taunting Ryan Choi, getting in his head and trying to convince him he's never going to be the real Adam. Will Ryan be able to overcome Kronos' attack and help his friends, or will time it will time itself forever belong to Kronos? Art is done by Hugo Petrus, and it's written by Steve Orlando. This is probably the last storyline we're going to get from Justice League of America before they change it over. Yeah, um, yeah, we're probably going to get that. When is the next book actually? Okay, it's every two weeks right now. So Woo! yeah, that wow. Okay, I was just looking up some of the other books right there. We're in for a treat. Um, next is Superman of uh, the new Superman and the Justice League of China issue number twenty-two. Seas of Change Part Three. The saga of Aquaman of North Korea crashes to a close as the Justice League of China head off against their international incident on their shores. Our heroes discover that sometimes villainy is the only matter of uh, perspective and reasoning with North Korea's most uh, maniactic, menacing, um, menacing uh, metahumans or metamen and his uh, marine militia may be the only hope both countries have for survival. Art's done by Matt uh, Sinatoli, Centarelli. Centarelli, uh, and Bennett Peoples, written by Gene uh, Luen Yang. Okay. Next up, we get, or wait a minute. Ah, I just closed one. So I'm going to skip to Sideways and let you get the next one there. We got no. Sideways number three. Life is moving pretty fast for Derek James. And unfortunately, things are about to get even faster as he is forced to fight a super speedster hell-bent on destruction. Ah, so you are a speedster. All while wearing no pants. Can Sideways move through space and time quickly enough to stop a new villain born out of the recent Speed Force storm? Kill Speed? Also, what better way to learn about Derek's powers than right from the horse's mouth? Featuring a backup story hosted by Sideways himself. Mm -hmm. Art by... Kenneth Rockefort, and it's written by Justin Jordan and Dan DiDio. Now, this is interesting because um, this is referencing the Speed Force storm that's happening over in um, over on the Flash right now. So, is this is Kill Speed going to be part of the negative Speed Force? Because remember, did you read the, this week's Flash? Oh uh, no, I didn't read this week's Flash. Well, the end of it, um, Grodd Barry basically uh, beats Grodd, obviously, but the Speed Force storm that Grodd was starting has reversed, and now it's a, a negative speed force storm. So I'm wondering, is this one going to be made from the negative speed force? And Maybe, and I was wondering before, I was like, is she a speedster, or is she is really fast? But now she we She's definitely now, yeah. She is a speedster. Um, but it's oh, also interesting, because we've been... Well, hang on. We've been uh, pulling these parallels between this guy and Spider-Man, and this whole thing of a backstory that's being um, hosted by Sideways, that sounds mm -hmm. like a very Spider-Man thing to do. Oh, man, yeah, I... As we said before, I feel like this new age of heroes are kind of taking some pieces from a different combo company and similarities or characteristics of certain uh, yeah. characters they got from DC right now. But hey, um, but our next book is Red Hood and Al and I just saw something, Ken. I got to send you if you haven't seen it already. Okay. But our next book is uh, Red Hood and the Outlaws, issue number twenty-one. Uh, looking to this doesn't say there's no part to this. This is weird. Um, but looking to make his mark on Gotham City's crowded underworld, Red Hood infiltrates the Iceberg Lounge in an attempt to further annoy the Penguin. But it might be uh, the Penguin who gets the drop on Red Hood this time. Plus, the trash about the truth about Bizarro's condition finally comes out, 
and the consequences could be catastrophic for Artemis. Art done by Dexter Soy and written by Scott Labdell. Okay. That's getting interesting. It's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see where they go with Bizarro on this. Yeah, uh take take a look at what I'm about to send you, Ken, in a second here. Okay. But especially with um the original Bizarro World being inter- reintroduced on action. Oh, I've seen that. Oh, I just saw that. Yeah. Fan I'm fangirl. We'll get to see that here, next man. week. We can see it next week, man. So, but you get to move on though to Suicide Squad number thirty nine. Break through the wall part two. The government loses control of its new military weapon, the Wall, and he ran- he's rampaging through Washington D.C. with his sights set on the Capitol building. Rick Flag is forced to turn back to the Suicide Squad um, to stop the Wall before Washington is in ruins. Art done by Julio Ferreria and Eduardo Pensina, or Pensica, and is written by jo- Rob Williams or Williamson. Yeah, Williams. Williams. Uh, next one here is. Supergirl issue number 20. Is this the last one? I don't know. It's got to be coming soon. I think it is because I don't see any more. Yeah, they usually have uh, about three weeks out of what we're going to get, even if there's no uh, picture on the the cover. This one has no more, so this is kind of sad. Oh, this is Supergirl issue number 20. Supergirl must fight. Once again, there's no uh, part six or anything on this. Supergirl must uh, fight both Mokery? And the out-of-time uh, dimension Viking judge to save Director Bones from the fury of Vikings' magical acts. Meanwhile, the Director uh, Bones, out of the picture, Cameron Chase and Laron must break the DEO to save uh, batteries before Veritas. the clock, Veritas before the clock uh, counts down to zero and the psycho eradicator uh, races her memories forever. Are done by uh, Robinson Roca and written by uh, Jody Hauser and Steve Orlando. Okay. Okay. Next up, we get The Flash, number 44. Perfect Storm, part six. Grodd rains lightning down on Central City to burn it to the ground. The Flash is as fast as the bolt of lightning, but is he fast as a thousand? Art's done by Carmine DiGiannomenico and it's written by Joshua Williamson. Sweet. And our next one is Titans issue number 22. Titans Apart Part 3. As Arsenal follows the trail of conspiracies that no one else can see, he finds himself at the mercy of Shasire, who both is a deadly assassin and his ex. Only Don Troy takes Roy at his word, but she's trapped in the watchtower and must escape to save the man she loves. Art's done by Andrew uh, Hennessy and Paul uh, Pelletier. Pelletier. And written by Dan Abnett. Okay, we got three books left for this week. Uh, next up is Trinity number one. Man Down, part two. Demos and his armies have besieged the Trinity. That's why, or, um, so why is Steve Trevor helping the enemy? Wonder Woman, Batman, and S- Superman fight their way through one monstrous m- magical menace after another as Dark Strike's stolen Skarturin weaponry. Skarturin? Yeah, Skarderin. Oh, yeah. Remember there, it's Skarderus. Yep. Is unleashed. Art is done by Patrick Zercher, and it's written by James Robinson. Um, and our next one is Trinity issue number 21. No, that's Man one down. I just did. Oh, whoops. Aha. Sorry, You're on Wonder that, Woman. That, I was Dr. Tabs a little messed up. Wonder Woman issue number 44. There we go. Amazon's Attack part four. When last they meet. Wonder Woman was robbed of a chance to meet Darkseid in a single combat. And when she's certain she's been able to take him down, at last, she's going to get her wish. 
But with Darkseid at full power, is she still sure she'll survive? Art done by Emmanuel uh, Lupusina and written by James Robinson. Uh, yeah, I I think uh, Superman would have a hard time at this. So I think just uh, Wonder Woman solo, she might need some help from some other Amazons here. Yeah. Or some other yeah. sleep. Well, it's going to be interesting. I can go back and read because this is Wonder Woman's where Darkseid's story has been coming. Right. So I got to go back and start reading back then. And I forget her name. I don't remember. I got to go back and start reading Wonder Woman. But the it's last been good so far. Yeah. Well, the last book we have for this week is Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps, number thir- 42. Dark Stars Rising, part one. Hal Jordan is the paragon of a Green Lantern, courageous and unrelenting. But even a hero can sometimes doubt the methods they've known to use. Oh, they're known to use. And in those moments, something dark creeps in, and it can, and it can create an the an evil the universe isn't ready to face. Art is done by Jordi Targona and Rafa Sandoval, is written by Robert Venditti, and this does definitely has, or according to the cover, the return of the Dark Stars in this. Yeah, but now I'm surprised it was that quick uh, they were going to show it to us because we just got done talking about them in. A dark night battle. Yeah. Well, remember a couple of issues ago, they showed the controllers were um, restarting the dark stars. Right. So, but that brings us to the end of what was supposed to be a short special edition. It was shorter than normal. <laughs> so, um, but everybody remember this Saturday coming up, April 14th, keep an eye on the DC superpowers Facebook page because we are going to be, um, Recording issue number 100, which is going to be our 80 years of Superman celebration. We also will probably be, we're going to be together all day outside the basement of the Hall of Justice and such um, and hanging out. We'll probably Facebook live off and on throughout the day, depending on what's going on to keep you guys in the loop. So uh, pay attention to the Facebook page or follow the Facebook page and it'll tell you whenever we go live. So Vernon, why don't you tell um, tell everybody how they can actually find us? First of all, guys, you can find us at DCSuperpowersPodcast.com. You can find all our links there, our pictures, our gallery, our YouTube page. It'll take you from there, our sponsors page, and our gear. Uh, but for our um, personal, well, not our personal uses, if you want to find us on our social media, you can find us at SuperpowersDC uh, on Twitter. You can find us, DC Superpowers Podcast, on both Facebook and Instagram. For our personal uses, you can find me, Howlin' at Wolf, on Instagram. Vernon Macwaymore on Facebook. And on Twitter, we are at, on Twitter. I'm Vielo. You can find me on Facebook as Ken Rose. On Twitter and Instagram, I'm GW1Ken. You can also email us, DC Superpowers Podcast at gmail.com. We're also members of the Tangibound and Weeby Geeks Networks at tangiboundnetwork.com and WeebyGeeksPC.com. Check them out for anything, any other uh, podcasts you'd like to check out. The Tangibound has over 150 podcasts on there. So there's going to be something else that you like other than just us. Um, and then, is there anything else before we wrap this up today, Vern? You guys would just like to tune with us live on our social media platforms for Saturday. You'll get to see a treat. Oh, yeah. So, um, Vern, I will see you on Saturday, and thanks for hanging out, man. Always a pleasure. And Super Friends, we'll see you on Saturday, too. Take care, everybody. <laughs>